Most everyone serious about work wants to have a clear mission. Even non-Christians want confirmation of some sort that they are fulfilling a purpose. But when it comes to actually knowing what that purpose is, well, it can get confusing, especially when life doesn't happen the way we want it to or the way we think it should. Today, we're talking all about knowing our true calling from God. It's a tricky topic riddled with conflicting messages, but I believe you can know exactly what your true calling from God is today. Keep listening to find out why. You are listening to Work Is Good, the thought-provoking, gaze-shifting, and action-inspiring podcast for Christian women who work from home. If you desire to keep looking upward to Christ in your work and beyond, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kristen Eifeldano from WorkingUpward.com. I remember way back in kindergarten when my teacher would instruct our class to put on our thinking caps, and then we all did the motions of putting on our imaginary thinking caps. And I'm pretty sure I actually believed that thanks to my new wardrobe accessory, my thinking powers were stronger than ever. Well, today we're going to put on our thinking caps again, because if we ever needed to think through something clearly, this topic is it. We're talking all about knowing our true calling from God. If you ask me, this is one of the fuzziest, blurriest, most confusing topics out there in literature, face-to-face conversations, online discussions in our own heads and wherever the topic of work or ministry comes up. Everyone wants to know for sure if they are actually in the right calling. But doubt just creeps in. Even non-believers want confirmation of some sort that they are fulfilling a purpose. Most everyone serious about work wants to have a clear mission. But when it comes to actually knowing for sure, well, like I said, it's fuzzy, especially when life doesn't happen the way we want it to or the way we think it should. Raise your hand if you or someone you know was confident they were headed in the right direction career-wise and then they weren't. They were either laid off or they lost interest or maybe their business idea just didn't work. I've heard stories of missionaries who felt called to go to certain countries and after raising support to go to the mission field and actually making it to the mission field, it didn't last long. Either a sickness sent them back to the United States or they just didn't feel called anymore. This actually happens. So does this mean they missed their true calling from God? Or they were sorely mistaken on an obviously good direction? What happened there? I mean, if you love God and are willing to serve Him anywhere, why isn't it crystal clear what you're supposed to do? If you have an inquiring mind right now and you want to know, then it's time to put on your thinking cap because we're going to go through this thing point by point And at the end of the show, you're going to have a super clear understanding of what God has called you to do. I know, a big promise for a short podcast, but we're going for it. If you're ready to start a podcast of your own, let me just tell you that the right tools make all the difference. Go to workingupward.com forward slash how I podcast and you'll learn all about my podcasting tips, tools, and process, as well as get a link to use that gives you a $20 Amazon gift card in your second month of Buzzsprout hosting. You'll also help support the Work is Good podcast, which I greatly appreciate. Again, that's workingupward.com forward slash how I podcast. 
Okay, big thought number one. We all have clear, obvious callings from God. Callings we can know right now that we find written out for us in Scripture. So we're going to start there first. And then I'll lay out some incredibly practical ways you can discover or know your personal specific calling. And last but not least, I'm going to suggest an alternative way to look at this crazy topic of pursuing your true calling from God. So general calling first. Now you may be thinking, come on, Kristen, I see where you're headed with this and I know my general calling. I already know I'm supposed to do this or that and be a good Christian. Bear with me here, okay? I know you know, but I'm convinced we all need reminders of our general, more obvious callings from God, and I'm also convinced that our specific calling often manifests itself as we do those basic common sense things we're called to do. So I want to make sure we're on the same page here with those ways God has called you and me. As you pursue these clear callings, you're going to be more equipped to see your specific calling. Clear calling number one, God has called you to himself. And when we understand the, the we'll never really understand it, but the magnitude of God, uh, we will just wonder and rejoice in the fact that he has called us to himself in fellowship. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Clear calling number two, God has called also called us to a holy life. And the word holy is not something we we talk a lot about or hear about even in Christian circles. And I think sometimes it has um, a negative connotation, believe it or not. Um, if we desire to do something holy or we, we don't do something because we think it might be too materialistic or like the world, it's likely we might hear someone someone compare that to being legalistic or being prudish. And um, the fact is that God has called us to be separate from the world. And in 2 Timothy 1.9, he says, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So, The grace that we needed to live a holy life was given to us even before the beginning of time, and the the grace is for our purpose to live a holy life. He has saved us and called us. I love that. Clear calling number three, God has called us to work. If you haven't listened to the episode before this one, episode number one of the Work is Good podcast, I encourage you to listen to it next because it is all about our calling from God to work. God has always intended us for work, and work is good. God gave Adam and Eve work to do before they sinned and the fall of mankind happened. And in Jeremiah and Revelation, we see lots of scripture testifying to the fact that we will still be working in the millennial kingdom. Work has always been God's good plan for us. By the way, God has also called you to integrate your faith with your work. This is a common misunderstanding and so, so easy to do. We like things in neat compartments, but if you examine scripture, you really won't see a separation of secular and sacred. Our faith should saturate our entire lives. Clear calling number four, God has called you to significance. Think about this. Do you have a strong desire to fill a certain purpose, to have a meaningful life, to achieve something big, to leave your mark on the world in a good way, a legacy? 
I know you do because we all do. And it's a good desire because God made us for more. He made us for significance. God has a purpose of for everything he creates. And because it's from God himself, it is a higher purpose and it's significant whether the world thinks so or not. That's kind of key here because God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. We have to trust what whatever he has called us to do is significant no matter what. I mean, first, we're already significant just by being made in his image. Don't lose sight of that. There may be times you may not think you're worthy of anything or you feel like a fly on the wall observing everyone else in life with no real life of your own. Not true. God has a purpose for you and it's a big one and you can fulfill that purpose today, this very moment. Nothing is holding you back. Want to know what that is? It is to give him glory. And contrary to popular opinion, giving him glory is not always the big showy stuff or even the idea you've had in your mind and your heart for so long, even the one represented by a diploma. You can give God the glory washing dishes in a hospital bed, picking up your child from school and caring for your aging parents. God has called you to significance and you already are significant and you can fulfill a higher purpose right now just by doing the right next thing. 1 Corinthians 10.1 says, For whatsoever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Are you enjoying the Work is Good podcast? If this episode is helping you look deeper, look upward, and keep moving forward, please pay it forward by leaving a review on iTunes. Your review helps other women discover and enjoy this podcast too and plays a valuable role in supporting the Work is Good podcast. Now that we've covered these general callings that we all have, we're called to have a relationship with God, we're called to work, and we're called to significance by giving Him glory in our daily lives, let's move on to our more personalized, specific callings. And here's where the water gets muddy. Is your thinking cap on straight? I don't want to burst anyone's bubble or squash anyone's dreams, but I think it's important that right from the get-go, we recognize that sometimes, perhaps even most of the time, our general callings are actually our specific callings for most of our lives anyway, and that's okay. Here's what I mean. Take a look at those people in the Bible that we all know who had super big roles in God's kingdom. From our perspective, famous people like Moses, Joseph, King David, Mary, Paul, etc. And while you're at it, take a look at other famous Christian people we know. Were they famous people their entire lives? Hardly. These men and women had some really big things happen to them, and God had some really big things planned for them. But for most of them, they were just living out their day-to-day general callings from God when they saw the burning bush or were snatched out of the field to get anointed with oil or saw the angel or had the vision. When it came time for their specific calling, and Moses was already an old man, by the way, much of his life had already passed for this, and we know it wasn't wasted. When it came time for their specific calling, wait for it, it was unmistakable, no doubts at all. Moses knew he was supposed to go to Pharaoh and not some other guy and knew exactly what he was supposed to do and exactly what he was supposed to say. Mary heard her mission straight from the angel's mouth and her baby bump left little room for doubt. 
Jonah knew he was supposed to go to Nineveh, not some other town. He didn't want to, but he knew for sure that was God's plan. Your takeaway is this. If God has something super specific planned for you, again, he may not right now, and that's okay. Your life still has meaning and higher purpose as you pursue his general calling. But if God has a specific ministry, entrepreneurial idea, book to write, mission field, town to move to, it will be crystal clear. You will know without a shadow of a doubt your next step when God wants you to take it. You may not see down the road for miles, but you will see your next step. And here's where the water gets muddy. How does God make it clear? And how can you be sure it's really God moving you in that direction and not yourself? Because that happens, you know. It's very possible to get so wrapped up in an idea or mission and realize later that you are desiring it and doing it in your own strength and will. But I have some encouragement for you. There are solid ways to make sure you're going down the right path and pursuing the specific calling God has for you. He, more often than not, guides his people to specific work as you live your daily life, seek his will, and look around you. He opens doors, and they are unmistakable doors. So let's go over a few things you can do to make sure you see those doors. Number one, pursue your general calling. Make choices and create routines in your life that help you be holy as he has called you to be, that help you work hard and well, and that help you remember your significance in Christ and give glory to him. Seek him in scripture daily and walk with him daily. Number two, consider the general needs of the world. There are so many needs in the world and it is heartbreaking, let me tell you, and there's no way any one of us can meet them all. But God equips each one of us to meet some, and he doesn't make it hard for us to know which ones. Why would he do that? If you take just a moment to consider the needs around you, there are some you just gravitate toward naturally. And many times, if you think even further about it, it's because of an experience that has happened to you or someone you know and love. You may have a burden to help stop sex trafficking or help sex trafficking victims. And that's because you know a victim read a story about a victim, or perhaps you are a victim. Perhaps church ministry comes to mind, or an orphanage, or children in need of foster care. Maybe you were adopted and you have a special burden for that need because of your experience. When you take even a moment to think of the needs of the world, the first few that come to your mind are good indicators of where God may have you specifically serve. Number three, consider your spiritual gifts and natural abilities. Now, if the need to encourage others through the ministry of song came to your mind just a minute ago, and you can't carry a tune in a bucket, then I think it's safe to say God's probably not calling you to sing publicly, make an album, and tour the country with a band. But he might have given you the gift of poetry so you can write song lyrics. Or perhaps he's directed and provided to the point where you have the skill of graphic design and you can create album covers for musicians. Your skill set and natural abilities, and of course your spiritual gifts, are all gifts from God that equip you for general callings as well as a super specific calling if that's what God has for you. Number four, consider your desires. I just love this one. And it's actually a pretty good summary of what I've been talking about. Psalm 37, four says this, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now in another place in scripture, Jeremiah 79 
We read that our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. So how can we reconcile these two verses? One says God will give us the desires of our heart, and the other says our hearts are not to be trusted. Look at the first part of Psalm 37, 4. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, the implication is that we can indeed trust our hearts. Nice. And what does it mean to delight yourself in the Lord? It means to pursue your general well-known calling of a relationship with Him. Back to 1 Corinthians 1.9 for this. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And then I also like 1 Peter 2.21. To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in His steps. Keep doing the right thing, and God's going to steer your heart in the right direction. When you're delighting in Him, you will desire the same things God does for your life. Number five, pray, pray, pray. One of my favorite quotes is by the poet and hymn writer William Cooper, who said, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. There's power in prayer, and it also demonstrates to God our dependence on Him, which is a very good place to be. It's the best place to be. Now, as I promised, I'm going to conclude the show with an alternative way to look at calling that I just love. Viewing my work and my callings, yes, plural, in this way has really brought me a lot of clarity. I've been trying to remember where I first heard of this concept, and I believe it was while listening to the Business Boutique podcast with Christy Wright. Christy is part of the Dave Ramsey team at Ramsey Solutions, and if you're not following her podcast or are in her Facebook group yet, I do recommend it. She also has a book called Business Boutique, which is very helpful and inspiring women for women interested in starting their own business. I did a cursory search through her podcast to see if I could find which episode this was in, and I couldn't. So if you have heard what I'm about to say before and know where it came from, please email me. I'm at Kristen at UpwardVA.com. Okay, to the point. We as women tend to get caught up with our titles or our roles. Those are very important to us. Just take a look at Instagram bios and you'll see all kinds of titles. And you know what? That's totally fine. Titles and labels help us classify and navigate life. The problem, though, is that we can easily make these titles our identity or view them as a single grand calling from God, which can lead to further problems because what happens when the mom helps her last child move out of the home or the wife loses her husband in some way or the advertising executive loses her job or the writer feels led to do something else? Many roles in our life are pretty big, but they're not for a lifetime, and they're definitely not one big single grand calling from God. Instead, look at them this way. They are part of a series of assignments from God. If you're a mom, that's a pretty big deal and represents the majority of at least 18 years of your life, probably more. But it's not your single greatest calling in life. That is one assignment out of many for now, and after your child have left, ch- children have left your home, you're still a mother, but your role has changed. Your schedule is now open for another assignment in that space you once devoted to full-time motherhood. If you view motherhood as your one grand calling in life, you're headed for disappointment and feelings of worthlessness when your children leave, as they should. But if you view motherhood as your assignment from God until he gives you the next assignment, you'll be just fine. And you can't have more assignments. If you're a mother, you can have more assignments than just that one. Um, the same applies to any title or role that you embrace for yourself. Do you see what I'm saying here? 
Doesn't this take some of the mystery out of knowing your true calling? There isn't just one. There are multiple assignments through life that God makes clear when they need to be clear, as long as you are pursuing those general callings we see in Scripture and keeping your eyes, ears, and heart ready for those doors He's going to open. No need to go around fearful and wondering if you're missing something big for your life or if you're wasting it just because you're not doing what you always hope to be doing at this particular time. One day at a time, my friend, in the field like David and Moses or fishing like Peter and Andrew. All right. Your mission, should you, to, should you choose to accept it, is this. Grab a sheet of paper and write one need in the world you care about the most, and then write down one gift or skill set you have that can help meet that need, and then pray as short or as long as you like about that need, asking God to make your next assignment crystal clear and open the right door in His right time. Thanks for listening to the Work Is Good podcast. You can check out the show notes and all links mentioned in this episode at workingupward.com or even better, subscribe to my podcast emails so you don't ever miss an episode. Workingupward.com will take you directly to that sign up link. Until next time, keep looking up.